Welcome to another episode of the Low Life Motherfucking Chopper Podcast. Welcome to your motherfucking Friday Low Lifes. We got a killer episode for you guys. We got some updates, a uh, brand new shop space getting set up at Loctite's place. We're going to get into that, the shovel, a whole bunch of other good shit. But before we do that, we got to kick this thing off the way we always do with those motherfucking sponsors. First up, we got Chop Cult, the hub and the home of your next build threat. So swing on over to chopcult.com, check out the free classifieds, add yourself to the Brolodex, and tell Lisa she's doing a great job. Next, we got chopshit.com, run by the one and only Chicken Rick. Handpicked parts from builders across the world, as well as the place to snag yourself a lowlife sticker. Swing on over to chopshit.com. Grab one today. Next, we got Broadway Customs out there in Englewood, Colorado, doing some of the dopest late season bike nights and CNC plasma cutting, 3D printing, and a whole bunch of other good shit. Check them out on Instagram at broadway.customs.cycles. All the S's, Loctite. Gotta <laughs> love it. Put an S on everything. <laughs> Next up, we got Lowbrow Customs. Only one S there. Not as many as the previous sponsor, but still a great company. Don't count them out just because of that. They got tons of stuff. You could build an entire motorcycle off of one website, lowbrowcustoms.com. Next, we got Paco. 53 years in the game is no accident making all the custom parts for your Harley Davidson motorcycles. They got frames. They got front ends. They got transmission components and a whole lot more. Check them out over on Instagram at Paco Parts or on their website, Paco.com. Next up, we got the homie West at Custom Destruction making the dopest helmets in the game for the same price as a stock lid. But you get to pick the shell color. That motherfucking trim package in any liner that your heart desires. So, get over to Custom Destruction and tell him you need the only helmet that makes the ugliest motherfucker look sexy. Next up, we got yours truly, Ferro Fabrication, right here in Londonderry, New Hampshire. It is time to cut your bike in half, and you need to send half of that frame to me. I will get the hardtail welded onto the other half so you could be one of the cool kids this coming summer. Uh... All kidding aside, I do have two hardtails in the in the books right now, as well as some other shit coming up. So if you are trying to do full frame, the whole nine where you need everything mounted, the oil tank, um, gas tank, all that shit, let's get it on the books early so we make sure that that thing's back to you in a timely manner. And then last but not least, we got Loctite's Shop Shop. Uh, for all of your pinstriping needs, hit me the fuck up at Loctite Shop Shop on Instagram. And if you're trying to get it done before Christmas, you better hit me up fast. 
That's it. Where should they hit you up? Lock Tech Shop Shop. I already told them. They know. Uh, if you don't know, it. yeah, if you don't know, suck a dick. Google me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. We made it through the sponsors. Put some motherfucking respect on my name. That's it. Put some motherfucking respect on my Instagram presence. <laughs> All right. So I think we are, uh, yeah, we're ready to roll into this episode. I got lost for a minute there. I wasn't sure where we were at through the sponsors. So, <laughs> dude, bringing the people up to date on what's going on here. You got settled in the new place, but you've been busy doing some shit since you moved in. Yeah. Yeah. Tons of uh, home improvement bullshit. Um, which Tim, sucks. Tim Allen tool time over there. <laughs> That's it. Dude, that was such a good show. Right? Um. Yeah. Anyway, so been fucking picking away at that shit at nighttime. Um. Started building. Well, started getting uh the site work done for the garage. Um. Got all that dug out. Uh. Got a bunch of three quarter inch gravel in there. Leveled it all out. And then decided I'm kind of like fucking myself a little bit here. Um. I, I, I fished through a lot of money buying this house. And uh, that ended up leading me to keep downsizing the shop that I was going to build. Um, so all said and done, like when I was getting ready to actually start building, um, I was looking at a 12 by 20, 12 by 24. Um which is ultimately not what I fucking want. I want to do 16 by 28. Um, so decided to put that on fucking hold. Uh, I already had a, a Connex box here, which is like where all of my fucking shit from the garage was. Um, so Dan at Noah Paintworks, he actually hit me up and was like, yo, if you need help, fucking hit me up. So he came over for the day, pulled everything out of the Connex box. Can we pause for one second? I saw somebody write on your uh, your post there that they never heard anybody call it a Connex box. For anybody who doesn't understand what we're talking about, we're talking about like a, a twenty was a twenty foot shipping container, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think we. I don't know if Connex box is like some. That's what I've always heard it called. But then somebody's like, "What the fuck's a Connex box?" So that's yeah, what those people about. are fucking. Those people are from uh, Britain. <laughs> um. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's a 20 foot by, I don't even know how wide, I think eight foot. Yeah. Uh, Connex box. So we ripped everything out of it. And I mean, everything that was in my shop is in there. All my parts, um, all like my swap meat shit, uh, all my pinstriping shit. So there's like probably 60 saws, like hand saws in there, all my blank canvases, um, just like all kinds of weird fucking shit that I would pinstripe. Um, yeah. and then all of the fucking tools I have, which is a lot of fucking tools. So pulled all that shit out and then like slowly started like organizing, like, okay, this can, I pretty much had to like sit there and like go back and forth to Dan, like, okay, do I need this right now? Is this something that I'm going to use all the fucking time? And if it was a yes, that went in the container. If it was a no, that went into a different shed that I have on the property. Yeah. Um, 
So got all that like use of shit separated, put into a different shed. Um, and then started working on the inside of the Connex box. Um, got my toolbox in there, which is like a big like um, chest with the top. Um, so that's in one corner. And then on the left side, there was just enough room for the wooden bench that I have. Yep. Uh, so put the wooden bench that come in a long way. So it'd be like going the long way with the trailer. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and then Dan came up with the idea. He was like, hey, what if we put a cinder block under each leg? That'll lift it up, and then you can put shit under it. So we threw a oh, cinder block under a each call. leg, yeah. which worked out well because it puts it at like the perfect fucking height. Um, so we put a cinder block under each leg, and by doing that, I could fit my welder under there. I could fit uh, the bandsaw under there. And... Um, like all my scrap, like I, I have like a bin of like scrap metal that I make like mounts and all that shit out of, um, slid that under there and like my, um, like my rolling stool that's under there. So I really like opened up so much more fucking room. Um, and then at the very end of that, I have my small toolbox, which has like all like my electrical shit for like wiring and all that bullshit. Um, and then the lift is right beside that. And then the air compressor down at the very end, like when you open the door. Um, not like it's by no means a garage, but there's enough room where I have both of my bikes in there, all my essential tools in there. I ran uh, LED lights along the end, like the edges of it. Um, yeah. I want to say like three foot LED lights. Um, super fucking bright. So I got all the... Uh, light I need in there. Um, I'm currently heating it with a Mr. Buddy fucking propane heater. Hell yeah. I think I have the same one. Dude, works fucking great. It If I put it on high and then like go inside and come out 10 minutes later, it's fucking 60 degrees in there. Dude, it fucking works. Isn't that the same one we use to, uh, to heat the upstairs of your old place when we did a couple yes. episodes where it was fucking frigid? Yep. 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 So uh got that. Um and I'm getting the there's like an attachment where you can instead of running those small camp bottles, you can screw in a rubber line and it's pretty much like what you have on a grill. That way you can bring the propane tank down to the ground. Yep. So I'm getting I'm getting one of those probably tomorrow, and that makes it so I can hook up a full size like grill propane tank. So then I'm not going to buy all these fucking Walmart camp right tanks every other day you know what i mean yeah um, got the tv in there with the dvd player so i can still have that background noise uh it's good man it's the thing i like about it is it's it's very simple and there's not much shit to like distract what you're doing you know what i mean like you're there to work and there's not much more room to do anything else right it's you know, like, like my other one dude i'd be like skateboarding in the shop and like watching movies and fucking drinking beer and all this shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. this one's pretty much like down to business. Looks like a fucking kill room. And uh, yeah, it gives me a spot where I can at least get back to work and uh, start getting some shit done. Dude, I, I, I will say the, the wooden workbench in there. I saw the picture you posted and from the angle, you, you can't even really tell. Yeah, you, can't, another... yeah, you can't even tell. And the, so the thing about the, so on the wooden workbench, I had the TV at the very end, which is like where um, the toolbox is. So you can't use that space anyways. 
Right. Because uh, it's, it's almost like an L, right, right? So my toolbox and the bench meet up like an L. So that back corner is like unusable because I can't, I'm little, I can't reach that far out. So put the TV right there. And then I got um, my belt sander up there, uh, my grinder up there, and they're not bolted down. So I can take them down if I need room. You know what I mean? Um, the only thing I have to do still is get my vice put up on the bench. But um, I pretty much have everything I fucking need, man. I just run an extension cord out to it. Uh, I will say, though, if, if anybody is like stuck in a predicament where you do not have a fucking shop, you can make a Connex box a pretty fucking decent job, especially if you don't have as much shit as I have. Like my toolbox alone takes up a fuckload of room. And the, um, two, the two bikes. If you had one bike that you were working on, Connex, uh, dude. Dude, if I had one bike, there would be so much fucking room in there. And like my compressor takes up a bunch of room. Plus I have, so I have the big red toolbox, which is like the chest in the top. Then I have a small uh, two-tier craftsman box that like you see at like Lowe's and shit. Um, and then I also have a cart that has all my like everyday use tools in it. You know what I mean? So like I have fucking three different toolboxes inside there, plus two bikes, an air compressor, a workbench a welder, a fucking bandsaw, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but yeah. like, if you're just trying to get simple with it, man, um, I pay a hundred bucks a month for mine and I've seen them as low as 75 bucks a month. Um, you can't fucking beat that first shop that you can have dropped right at your house, 75 to a hundred bucks a month. You can't yeah. beat it. That's hard to fucking beat, dude. And the, all the ones that they rent, um, so usually like the ones that they sell will be used or like that's like where you get the good deals on the used ones. But the ones they rent are usually new, which like they're watertight. So I don't have to worry about anything getting wet in there. Um, it has like this like, I don't know if it's plastic or wood, but it's like some fucking floor that's slippery as fuck. Um, but <laughs> it, I already welded in there and like fucking money, dude. Like, it It works great. That's awesome. Yeah. Already putting the beads down in there, huh? All right, with no gas. Uh-oh. <laughs> Still no gas. That's but not I what had, I so want to hear. So one of my push mowers uh, for that landscape business, um, I went and bought a new bagger set up for it probably, like, I don't know, three weeks ago. And yeah. just never even looked at it. But apparently there's two different bagger setups. Uh, one for the older style push mower that I have. And one for the newer style, which is what I have. Um, so the bagger setup that I got is for the old style, and it's supposed to have like clips on the side. But mine, my mower is not set up like that. So I'm like, motherfucker. Um, so like my bagger is supposed to have two rods that come out, and it just clicks in like that. Yep. Um, this one had no rods, so took the bagger off, brought it inside, and thankfully it's a steel frame. So ground down the corners. And I had like a little tiny piece of uh, solid round stock. Yep. So I cut those off at like four inches and ground those down, welded them to each side, then just fucking pop the bag right in. I'm like, this is money. Fuck buying another bag. <laughs> right, dude? Just fucking chopping my lawnmowers, dude. Dude, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Got lawnmower chops going on. That's it. New yeah. Step, the, yep. Stepchild's on the lift right now. What's the status on the stepchild? Is there, I was uh, actually meaning to ask you because I know 
we've been talking about the plans for the shovel and I seen the stepchild was up there and I'm like, maybe the stepchild's going under the knife. Yeah. So the stepchild, um, it's two things. Well, it's really three things. Um, I got to do the rocker box gas. Cause those have been, those leaked all last year. Um, I can get away with not doing them. It's not like a terrible leak, but it, it aggravates me. Um, the other thing is the rear fender. I'm finally getting rid of that fender. I've just been a fucking problem ever since I got it. Um, it's like one of those low, like, I don't know how you would say it. Like the, it's like a deep sidewall fender. Yeah. Um, and I just always have fucking problems with the tires always rubbing for some fucking reason. And it's just a pain in the dick. So I'm finally taking that off, putting a different fender on it. And then I got to figure out what's up. If it's either the starter or the Bendix isn't coming out far enough, or if the relay is popping and not getting the power to the starter. So I don't know. I got to figure that out. I, I want to say it's a starter. Cause if you just like keep jiggling the fucking key, eventually it will start. Not like jiggling the key. It's not the it's not the actual like ignition, like the key ignition. I've already replaced that. But like if you just like keep trying to crank it and crank it and crank it, eventually it'll hit and it'll fire. So I'm just I'm thinking that the starter's just not fully engaging. So and I my my old man was just at the house the other day and he never replaced that starter. So that starter is 35 years old. It's had a good run. Yeah, so I'm thinking it's going to be the starter, which sucks because you have to take off the fucking primary and all that shit because it bolts through the inner primary. Um, but I'm going to try to make quick work of that if I can. And then as soon as that's done, uh, shovel's going on a lift and then not coming off till it's done. So actually ordering the hardtail um, this weekend. I'm actually going to bring the money to Greece and have him order it so it goes right to his house. And then I will drop the bike off. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. So I, I'm thinking that because I, I fucked with my last shovel a lot. I think I can probably strip that thing down to the frame like two hours. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we could make that happen. Yeah. So that's the plan. We should talk, too, because the last last time we talked about shovels, we were talking all about one particular hardtail we were using or ta- or. Uh, Basically, most people we knew were using, but I, I actually didn't even confirm it with you yet. Are you using the same one that's on the Evo? Yeah, I'm going to go with that one that you sent me, that link. So that's a, yeah, the Road 6 is the one. And uh, basically, yeah, you know what? I Come to think of it, I've never, so it's made for a shovel. I put it on the Evo and I had to modify it quite a bit to get it to fit. And I'm actually curious to know how how well it goes onto the shovel if you even have to modify it at all. Right. You might not because I mean it says on the website that everything that it's direct fit and that you still use your stock wheel spacings and brake caliper. So this I want to touch on because we've talked about hardtails a lot on the show before. And having done a lot of frames here at my place, I can tell you there's little things that make big differences. And one of those things is that, that you can reuse your stock spacers because not everybody's a machinist. That really does take a big item off your checklist when you're talking about, because people talk about hardtail prices and they're like, oh, this one's $100 cheaper than that one. Hiring a person to make a small thing for you can easily cost you a hundred bucks. Right. So it's definitely... 
it all factors in when something bolts up like that. Um, that's huge. The axle adjusters is a big deal. Sometimes hardtails don't come with axle adjusters on them. Uh, and I don't and mean so this bolt, one, I mean the actual, the spot where the bolt threads into some hardtails just don't come with it. And right. People don't, people don't realize that they order it and they find out later. They're like, Oh, I can't, where, how do I put the axle adjusters on? Okay. And then you're bringing it back to your welder to uh, have him put the, the weld those things on and then tap and fucking, yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> it is. And the road six does come with that. So that, that yep. was another selling point. And they me. also have the adjusters uh, with the screws for 24 bucks. So like yeah. you cannot fucking beat that. No, that, that is a fucking smoking deal because and, and the other thing too, is with mine, the road six worked with my actual, my stock, I'm trying to describe the thing basically like on, on these bikes, the, it's like a circle spacer almost. It slides over the axle and has a flat spot on it where the axle adjuster screw nests into. And that's how you adjust the axle. Um, the road six works with the stock ones because they just go on the outside and they weld in the, the bolt, the nut basically that takes the screw is already welded into the outside of the hardtail and it matches up with your stock axle adjusters or like loctite said for 25 bucks you buy them there yeah, you might as well just fucking replace them at that point because like the heart so the hardtail is 270 and then throwing the 25 bucks and you're still killing it you're still fucking under 300 bucks for hardtail yeah. and your fucking brand new adjusters yeah it is not a not a bad deal and i was able to use the stock axle so this is another thing I've had many people use other hardtails. Um, this is not a Road Six commercial, by the way. I'm sure there are other people who. Do it. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying these are things you should think about when you're buying a hardtail. Also, you should talk to the guy who's gonna weld your hardtail before you buy a hardtail. I can't tell you how many people have come to me after they've already bought it and they say, "Hey, can you weld this on?" And it's like, "Oh man, that you're gonna have so many problems with this hardtail that I know about that I wish you asked me before you bought it." Yeah. So always talk to your fab guy, unless you're welding it yourself. Um, talk to your fucking friends or somebody, but. So this rogue six one, this one doesn't have that seat bump, right? It does not. No, because yeah. on the shovel, man, that's only a problem with sporties. That doesn't even exist on, uh, on shovels. Cause they don't, they don't weld on the same, but um, yeah, the road six one lets you use your stock axle. And that's another thing that's easily, that's another hundred bucks right there. You need a custom axle now because you got a, a hardtail that is super cool and super skinny. Uh, and then you pop your axle through there and you're like, Oh fuck, that ain't going to work. Right. And like, okay. Now you're going to a machine shop. Now somebody could talk to you about tolerances for 30 minutes and you're going to have to listen to it because you bought a narrow hardtail. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think a Rappaport is listening to this and thinking like, <laughs> You motherfuckers. Always uh, picking on the machinists. But uh actually he called me the other day after one of the episodes to talk about can't remember what is it, what what particular joke it was, but he's a good sport about it. So yeah. um but yeah, it's it's just handy to be able to to have less to do after the fact. And you can then just get on to doing all the fun stuff because nobody really gives a shit about like making spacers or any of the like 
the things you have to do to get it to fit. They just want to get onto the part of the build that they actually enjoy. Right. And nobody enjoys this part. And if you do, stop fucking lying. Yeah, you're an idiot. Fucking boring. (laughs) Yeah. My favorite part is when you cut it in half, get the thing welded on, and then you plop the motor back in for the first time. That's my favorite part. Oh, yeah, dude. Great feeling. When it first becomes a roller, too, that's another great feeling. Yeah. You fucking push it around under its own weight, and you're like, damn, this is sick. And I don't have to fucking fight it around the shop anymore. Yep. Yeah, this thing's going to get made a roller immediately. Definitely. Yep. So on that one, you, uh, I have, I don't know. I've had good luck with the adjustable transmission plate that I got from Paco, I think. Um, but I'm, I don't know. I don't know if you need it. I haven't, I haven't like adjust it i haven't had the trans slip and maybe that's because i have this plate um the plate is very heavy and the stock one is very light i would much rather have the light one but i don't know do you know whether you're gonna run open primary on this definitely open primary yeah so you'll have to decide at some point then if you're gonna do the adjustable plate or the stock one yeah you had the stock one on your last Shovel? Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I still have the stock one, too. I'm tempted to just fucking throw that thing back in there and see if the uh, see if the adjustable one makes a difference <laughs> at all. I mean, you already got it in. <laughs> yeah, the only reason I was, I was looking at the other one is because it would be... Uh, I'm afraid to weld to this adjustable one because there's a couple parts that are like sliding up against each other and if i if it warps at all i feel like they won't work anymore um right whereas if i will so i want to weld some of the older and i don't know what models came with this but i it was probably knuckle to pan they had two extra holes behind that transmission mount and you could use that those two extra holes uh to mount rear pegs to they don't actually mount right into that, but they mount to this like uh oh, yeah, yeah. knee no, bracket no. that like sticks them out so that your passenger doesn't have to like eat their knees when they're sitting on the back of the bike. The pegs are down low. Yeah. So I was thinking about throwing that other plate in there with with a little piece welded on the back so that uh I could put pegs on there. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's a potential. So you got the hardtail, or you're going to be getting the hardtail pretty soon. Nope. You can actually yep. have that one, too. You can retain those. Uh, we'll talk about it when you get it here, but you can retain those cast pieces in the V of the seat post, and it looks kind of neat. We did it on fishes, um, even though fish it wasn't a road six, but it mounted the same way. Um, yeah, and it looked kind of cool to keep those pieces because it makes it look like it's still the factory frame, right? Yeah, yeah. The next thing I got to get uh, after that is the front end. Yeah. So, what are you planning for the front end? Uh, doing Mullins narrow trees, the thirty-nine millimeter. 
Nice. Probably six over. Unless I end up going two up. Uh, if I go two up, it's going to be eight over. If I just leave it stock, it's going to be six. But I'd like to go two up and break the neck a little bit and put an eight over on it. Gotcha. But we'll see. Are you becoming a rake and trail guy? Uh, I don't want it to be flat. Uh, I want a little bit uphill, so maybe even a 10 over. Who knows? Um, but I want it to be like a a short long bike. A what? A short long bike. So what does that mean? Like it's raked out with like a little bit longer of a front end, but it's still a short bike. It's not like it's not like Jerry's Ironhead. That's like long. That's a long fucking bike. Oh, you know what I mean, but it's it's got that little bit of rake to like stretch the front end out a tiny bit. Yep. Gotcha. But I haven't. I don't know. I haven't made up my mind. I've always wanted to do the two up, two up, two out. Maybe I have no idea. We'll see. Yeah, gotta let the let the inspiration take you in the moment. Yep. Yeah, this one's gonna be super fucking skinny bike though. That's my style. I love it. So, gonna carry that one over to this too. Super skinny. Yep. Super fucking skinny. Hopefully I can get wannabe fabrication to fucking make me up another fucking set of those lightning bolt bars. I know he's not making bars anymore, but those are my favorite fucking bars. So I'm going to need him to come out of retirement here pretty soon. <laughs> oh, that's it, dude. Yeah, you're going to have to uh, talk him back into it. Yeah, I lo- I just love those fucking bars. And it's not even like the most comfortable fucking ride because I have to lean forward a little bit. But uh, I fucking love them. I absolutely love them. They feel great. Fuck yeah. Yeah, once you know what you like, dude, it's better to just stick with that. Yeah, I'm right. Right. I'm running the same seat as a step shout too, because I love that fucking seat. And that's not even like the nicest fucking seat in the world either. But it's just super fucking comfortable. Like they, I, I don't know. They just don't make them like how they used to. I know that sounds super fucking old timey to say, but. Those old fucking Corbin Jenner seats are fucking dope. So they so they're aluminum on the bottom, super easy to bend. So you can literally make them fit anything. And they're super fucking thick. Like very fucking thick. And then the thing I like the most is where how it goes from like my seat, then it has like that little bit of back support and then goes up to the passenger seat. That's all just foam. There's no like framing around it you know what i mean you know like a lot of like the new king and queens they'll just frame them with sheet metal and then fucking put the cushion on top of it this is just straight like the passenger seat is fucking six to eight inches of foam you know what i mean and this is the same with the backrest so it's like the entire thing is comfortable as fuck yeah dude like even my wife was like my wife loves riding on the step job She's like, this is the most comfortable seat I could ride on this bike all day long. Fuck yeah. Hey, that's all the uh it's all the buy-in that's needed, right? That's it. <laughs> that's it. And they're cheap, man. You can get them at fucking swap meet super cheap. Like I got the one for the step child, I paid 40 bucks for it at fucking keen swap meet. 40 bucks, dude. 40 bucks. <laughs> fucking things meant. So if anybody, everybody knows what seat that is. If you're holding one, hit me up because your boy's in the market. Yeah, gotta fucking snag one. 
but it's hard to find, you know, that's like the tricky part is then you got to hunt. Yep. Which is fine. I love swap meets. So you do love fine with it. That's it. (laughs) I'm a big fan of swap meets. I'm sure I know somebody that's got one. I'll reach out to a couple people, see what I can fucking dig up. But I don't know. I'm still torn on like what tank I'm gonna do on that. Um, I've I've always been a fan of the Sportster style tank. Um, and now there's a few companies that make like the super narrow sporty tanks, uh, which is dope because it gives you like way more of like an incline going up the tank, and they're also narrow as fuck. So that's like the best of both worlds. Um. But for some reason, man, I've always wanted to run an axe tank. I just think they look so fucking clean on a bike. The axed one? Yeah. Which one is that again? That's like the, it's like, it's like what Chicken Rick used to have on his original bike. Yeah. It just looks so clean. And like, it doesn't go with the lines, anything really, but it just so, it just looks so fucking clean. Is that what the XS had, where it's kind of like round at the top, and like a almost like a teardrop from the top? Kinda, kind of, yeah, yep. Gotcha, yeah. I mean, those do they definitely they hold a lot more too. I don't know if it's just like the fucking shape, but I feel like you always get that extra half gallon out of those things, right? But they got some bigger ones too. I remember even the one I had on the Roadstar was like a three gallon. No shit. Yeah. I can't remember where I found that. I think it was... Um, yeah, so it looks like they're like... Uh, you can either get a 1.6 or 2.2. Where the hell did I get mine then? So I had gotten one that, that I remember being like, oh, this is the biggest one I could find. And it was like three gallon. Jesus. Yeah. Dude, even the fucking split tanks that they sell, the WX split tanks on lowbrow, uh, mm-hmm. which is just like a slightly narrowed version of a stock tank, there's, those are only two and a quarter gallon. No shit. That's like nothing for to, to have the double tank. I'm surprised it isn't more than that. But that's like almost everything here I'm seeing. I'm scrolling through lowbrow right now as we're talking. And everything is the King Sportster is 2.9. That's the biggest one I've seen thus far. Yeah. I'm trying to. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just always had a soft pop, please. I think it looks so good. Oh, here here it is. It's the uh, V Twin makes the mustang gas tank 3.3 gallon it's it's like a a slightly wider version of the axe tank and it has two um filler things on it yep which i assume most people would just weld one closed i don't know why you'd have two on a single tank you know you're only taking off one gas gas cap (laughs) one's a stash spot yeah, right. The other one just has the knife that yeah. <laughs> the fucking gas cap knife that everybody fucking puts on them. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know, man. I can't fucking decide. 
It's tough, dude. Ever. Yeah. Till you get it in front of you and you can actually set eyes on it. It's tricky to know what you're going to like. Yeah, it's tough because it's like, do I just buy one and like put it up there and see what happens? If I don't like it, get rid of it. <laughs> you can return it. Yeah, that's true. I don't like doing that kind of shit, though. I was gonna say, I know that's not your uh, not your game. There, hate it. You're like, man, I hate this. I'll just hang on to it. Oh yeah, you sent. So he just sent a couple pictures. I see what you're what you're saying here. Yeah. Yeah, that was very teardroppy. Yeah. That one. It looks so fucking clean. That one comes with a Super E with a teardrop on it. But when you buy that tank, you get one comes in the same box. Gross. I'm actually going to be selling mine if anybody's looking. Dude, throw that out there louder. He's got a Super E for sale. (laughs) Full Super E. Hit me up if you want it. I'll even take partial trades on a fucking stock carburetor. Yeah, they can put cash on top. Yep. <laughs> it's a good deal. You can get it while the getting's good, guys. Yeah, I'm just, I've never been a fan of them, dude. Even that Supri still leaks gas right in my fucking storage container. Does it really? Yeah, that's just their MO, dude. Those things are fucking shit boxes. I don't know why. You don't turn the gas off. I do. It leaks whatever's in the bowl. Really? Okay, well, yeah, that thing's just fucked up. Straight fucking, you know why? It's because the Super E was made for women. That's what I heard back in the day. And so that's why people that like full throttle. That's why yeah, it was smaller than the Super B. The Super B is for people who had one leg amputated. <laughs> and they've got nothing going on on that side of the bike anyway. So they said, why don't we just fucking make the carburetor hang over the white line of the road? It's fucking yeah. rubbing the wood, those, dude. Those tanks are fucking, I mean, those uh, carbs are ridiculous. Yeah. Dude, the way that it, the, the funniest part to me is that there's no ferrule at the carburetor end. You just put, you just fish your fucking raw cable through it and you tighten a set screw onto it. Like it's a fucking... <laughs> fucking assembling a, a carnival game. I'm like, what kind of mount system is this? You fray the fuck out of the cable and you're just like, <laughs> oh yeah, and then when it frays, then you just fucking keep sliding it through and get to the next part that's not frayed. I'm like, this is no way to live your life. No. Get a fucking feral. Unless your feral breaks, then you really wish you had one of those, I guess. Uh, which has happened to me many of times. Yep. Happened to Dan, I think, what was it? Six or 700 times this summer. <laughs> Pretty much really, every day. Yeah. I really got them good this summer with the fucking snapped <laughs> cables. It's tricky, man. Uh, so I also like the narrow sporty tank that Lowbrow has too. That's the other one that I really like. Let me see if I pull that one up. Yeah, that's oh yeah, I think it's the this Frisco. Oh yeah, narrow. Yeah, the the narrow Frisco. I dig that too. That's the decisions. Decisions. You know what I like about that one though? 
it comes with that. That's the same style gas cap that comes in mine. And it's so much fucking nicer than the one that comes on these other ones. A lot of them actually don't even come with a gas cap. These ones do. And that's the, which is atrocious. That one has the O ring on it. That neural aluminum one that comes on the narrow sporty. Yeah. I remember getting mine and I was like, holy fuck, dude, this is a a nice non rattly gas cap. And it's nice that it's all the way at the very top. Like it can't go any further than that. (laughs) And the petcock's all the way at the bottom. Like it's set up for fucking chopper. I love it. Yep. It's as it's supposed to be. You don't have to fuck around and do a whole bunch of other stuff. Or if you did want to fuck around, you can spend that time fucking around doing something you'd rather do, like Bondo some type of thing into the top of it or, you know, make it unique another way instead of just wasting your time moving a a fill spout. Right. (laughs) Uh, Agreed. I did like that one that we did on uh, my show. And what do we do with that one? The growler cap. That one did come out sick. Yeah. Yeah, that one was cool as fuck. Where did you get that growler cap? I don't even remember. I have it saved somewhere on my fucking phone. It's just like by somebody who... It's like a machine shop that'll just like make shit that you want. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of want to run that on this one, but I kind of want to do a lot of things, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. It's one thing at a time type deal. Yeah. Speaking of that, I got one thing off the list on the Evo because we had Fish Tank on not that long ago. Gave us some good advice to pull your battery, bring it inside, or put it on a battery tender if you're going to leave it outside. And I did neither of those things. And lo and behold, my battery got fucked up. I got stranded the other day. Oh, you leave your bike outside? Well, not outside, but it's not heated where I leave it. It's in the garage. So it just sits in the cold. And I guess that just fucks with batteries. So Mm -hmm. I remember I fired it up to go to to get my hair cut. And I thought it was weird because the headlight was like flickering a little when I was idling. And I was like, oh, I just, you talk yourself out of it. You're like, oh, I guess I never knew my headlight flickered like that. Yeah. I guess I had way too many beers today. Yeah. (laughs) Couldn't be that there's something wrong. I'll just ride it anyway. So, but dude, I had no issues. It rode fine. Not a problem. Get there, get my haircut. So I, I come out. Somebody's actually looking at the bike as I come out and they're like, dude, this thing's fucking sick. And I'm like, oh yeah, wait till you fucking hear it. Kick forever doesn't start. Yeah, these fucking pans, dude. They just <laughs> anyways, leave now. Cause it's not gonna start. And so You didn't get them to push you to the parking lot? No, it wouldn't matter because it's like you have a kicker anyway, so there's not pushing. It's not going to do anything that kicking it wasn't doing, you know. Or at least that's what I told myself. I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe it's different if you push start it. Yeah, back. you you would have been a bump start it. You think so? Yeah. 
But isn't that what a kicker is doing? Is spinning the motor? Yeah, but you still need power with the kicker. Like you couldn't unhook your battery and fucking You know what I mean? <laughs> like you still need power. Oh, like wait. that's what you do like like when you when your battery dies, that's why people fucking push their bike and pop the gear. Cuz you're going a lot fast. You're definitely going faster than you're kicking for sure. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I never th- I didn't really uh consider that it would go faster that way, but we ended up uh Dan came hooked it up to his work truck, which, by the way, if you're going to do this, you leave the car off. You don't you leave it on and rev it to 7,000. <laughs> yeah, you blow that battery smithereens. <laughs> so, yeah, we put it on there, and I was like, all right, let's begin the fucking ritual of a 1,000 kicks. Dude, first kick <laughs> comes right to life. Couldn't believe it. Just fired right the fuck <laughs> up. So... Needless like, to say, so all I need is this fucking F-350. Yeah. <laughs> Give me the juice. You just got to follow me while I go place to place doing shit. So get this, right? We get it started. I'm like, all right, awesome. It's running. We don't know at this point if it's going to die on the way home or if it's going to be fine. So I'm super... Like, I I don't want to get stuck at too many lights. I don't want to stop for anything. Um, So as soon as we get going, I'm like, all right, follow me to the house and we will just go straight there the fastest way. We pull out to the fucking intersection. Of course, 7,000 cars have to come past. There's like no opportunity to pull out. And then finally, there's like a little window. And I'm like, all right, I'm about to go. Dude coming through the intersection slams on his brakes. And pulls right over in front of me. It's Chopper Bob. The woman behind him slams on her <laughs> brakes. Now she's in the intersection. And then a third car. I'm like already. I look at Bob and I'm like, I'm going to have to text you later to explain because I'm about to peel off as you're trying to talk to me right now. Because I can't, I can't turn the bike off. So yeah. I go, assuming the third person in this chopper bob induced pile up here is not going to keep coming she flies up so that she could just be right next to the traffic jam i guess and she's like throwing her hands in the air like what the fuck and i'm like lady there's nowhere for you to go like there's (laughs) two cars who almost already hit each other you don't need to be right up on their ass about it so she's staring at me i'm staring at her dan's and then we got dan behind me too so then he's got to come in front of her too and he's in the work truck, so there's no space to pull the fucking yeah. work truck through. But he fucking shoehorns it through there. We get through the intersection. <laughs> and then we bang home on the, the highway at like 80 and no issues. But uh, I got it home, took the battery out. And being that the bike is kick only, I run it with uh, it's like a $25 um very small battery, probably like three inches thick, four inches long, and three inches tall. So not a big battery at all, not an expensive battery. And I put it in at the beginning of the season, and I noticed that it was kind of swelled up at the bottom. So I think what happened is if if you don't have it, if if you leave it forever in the cold, it can lose charge. And if it stays uncharged and cold, for a long time, that cell can calcify, and it gets just like fucking. It'll never. I mean, fuck it. Charge. 
for 25 bucks, you fucking just buy a new one every season. That's kind of where I'm at right now. <laughs> I kind of feel like that's the move is just yeah. this every season and then bring it inside. And so I, I have to take, I'm, I'm literally so stupid. I, I, I put the bike in the garage. It's been in the garage for since last weekend, not on a tender in the cold. So I really need to stop doing this. So I think after this episode, maybe I'll go down there and bring that thing into the warm and uh, let it just hang out inside until I ride the bike again. And can you put a tender on that battery? Oh, yeah. Being that fucking small? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, my, my tender just has a little alligator clip. So it'll clip onto anything. Oh, shit. Yeah. I could put one of those little... uh those little, uh, what do you call that thing? That little like adapter. I need, I really should buy one of those because I'd probably be more inclined to put it on a tender if right. I take the seat off every time I wanted to do that. But, um, I did while I had the bike down finally get around to making the seat so that you don't have to hold the bolt underneath it when you mount it. So now it's just got one 732nd. Allen wrench on the rear bolt. You take that rear bolt out, whole seat comes off. So super easy, easy on, easy off to get to shit that's underneath it. And I took one of those little 732nd Allen wrenches and I put it in the pocket of my vest now. So that if I'm ever like on the road and I'm like, oh, I didn't grab the toolkit, at least I can get the fucking seat off. Because that day at the barbershop, I would have been able to jump that thing sooner but I didn't bring the toolkit. So I didn't have the, the wrench and the Allen that I needed to get the fucking seat off to be able to jump the bike. And I was like, wow. You didn't that- have your Leatherman? Well, that's the thing is because I hadn't welded the bolt underneath it yet. You need a wrench on the bottom uh, and an Allen on the top. Yep. So now that's, that's fixed. Now all you need is the Allen on the top. <laughs> nice. Yeah. One problem off the checklist. Yep. Another will pop up. Oh, yeah. It won't <laughs> take long. I did take it out for a spin and still getting the uh, – I didn't fuck with the points yet. I'm still getting it uh, breaking up a little bit at uh, super high RPMs. So That's got to be those springs, man. Yeah, it could be. Or it also could be my fuel filter because I feel like every time – I I look at that fuel filter. There's like shit in it. And I've cleaned the carb out a couple of times and I pretty much always find a little something in the carb. So I feel like it's just getting right through the filter and right into the carb every time. Huh? Yeah. I don't know why I had that filter for a long time and it never did that shit before, but I don't even run a filter. That's what I was thinking the whole time. I'm like, this dude doesn't even run a filter. So how is this uh i'm a simple man and no shit ever gets in the car or you just don't have opened it no it's just i never have a problem with it i gotta come fill up in epping that's where the clean gas is yeah i also started with a brand new tank too so yeah this one has a brand new tank though Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. And I don't line my tanks either. Yeah, agreed. Fuck lining tanks. Stupid. 
Yeah, the stupid, stupid tank liner should I use? The kind that isn't. The kind yeah. that you just run the tank without holes in it, and then you don't need to line it. Yep. Still the official position of the Low Life Chopper podcast. Do not <laughs> line the tank. Yeah. That one will never change. No. You're wasting your time and your money, and then you're going to die all your fuel and have other problems. And you'll be like, at least I could run this survivor tank from the swap yeah. meet. That fucking and the line is going to peel off and clog your carburetor and fucking everything else. And you know what people will tell you? They'll just tell you, oh, well, you should have used this other brand of liner. And it's no, yep. that's the wrong advice. The right advice is you shouldn't be using one. You should use nope. a thing that doesn't have holes in it. Yep. You should have used it. 100% agree. What can you do, dude? Oh, fucking A. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's about as far as I've gotten with my shovel. So, I don't really know anything else much past that. Even the paint, I've already changed. Oh. I didn't even hear about this one. You got a new plan. Yeah. Yeah. I talked to Dan yesterday about it. Um. I get, I, fuck it, I'll talk about it. I was going to say, uh, do we ask? Do we not ask? <laughs> so it's going to be uh, super, I think it's called Super White from House of Colors, maybe. Yep. Um, or maybe it's from somewhere else with a totally different name. I have no idea. Um, but Dan Show Miss White, it's fucking phenomenal. And then on top of that, it's getting this shit called Unicorn, Unicorn Pearl. Um, and it throws like a pink or like almost like a magenta color, uh, purple, green. And I think that's it. Um, so running that and it was going to be with black, like old school, like wispy flames. That way, when you sprayed the pearl over it, the flames would turn like that magenta color. Um, because yeah. the black it like really pops the magenta. Um, but then like after like thinking about it and just like dwelling on it, because the paint's my favorite part. That like really makes the bike. Um, now I'm gonna do. I'm still doing that super white with that unicorn pearl, but um, whether it's gonna be flames or something else is gonna be done in candy. Nice. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Cause this bike, I feel like I gotta, I gotta outdo the last build. You know what I mean? So I have to outdo that other shovel and that Maddie Foles mobile absolutely fucking murdered that paint. So yeah, gotta come up with uh, something that's gonna be better than that. So we'll see what happens. This one, I'm trying not to rush and like take the shortcuts because I really want this one to just be phenomenal. But I'm also trying to get it done in time for La Spada. <laughs> yeah. So, com- competing interests there. Yeah. So, we will fucking see how that goes. Because I'm also trying to do all stainless everything, too. So, that's going to cost some fucking money. Um, the paint's definitely not going to be cheap. Um, the front end's not going to be cheap. 
because I running that Mullins front end, I have to get a, like the narrow spoolie. Uh, and wheels are not fucking cheap. Yeah, um, wheels especially are not cheap. Yeah, so it's not going to be cheap, but I'm trying to fucking make it happen. So we'll see. Fuck yeah, dude. I was actually thinking back the other day to what it, what I had spent on this build because I kept thinking to, in my head, like, oh, this was kind of like, I didn't spend a lot of money on, uh, on the Evo. And in the grand scheme of things, I actually, I didn't, um, compared to, to what a lot of people spend on bikes. I felt like yeah. I used a lot of stock parts. I made a lot of things work. I got a lot of shit on eBay. Um, and I was adding up the total and dude, it was still like two grand. No shit. All in. And that's for like, Fuck. that's for like, I didn't buy a seat. You know, I made the sissy bar. I welded the hardtail myself. I kept the front end. I I didn't buy a, a new transmission. You know, I, I swapped with a buddy, but dude, everything that went into that bike. I think it was like 250 for the top end I just did. Wheels are like 150 each. Tires are like a hundred bucks each. It's just like all this little shit, like the tank added up, fender, the stock open to primary. bar, open primary. That was at the time I bought it like 330. Um dude, all this shit was and I in the whole time I'm thinking like this was a budget build. And now I'm like, fuck, dude, two grand is like a budget build. <laughs> it's just bizarre to think that that can seem like inexpensive uh, when in reality, I bought, I think I bought that bike for 3,500. So right. yeah, it's just crazy how quickly things can escalate. But, and also you do it over time. So you definitely don't yeah. notice how much you spent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just on my last one, my paint job cost me an FXR. Yeah, that's a perfect example right there. <laughs> you know that's what I mean? Like, so it's like, <laughs> that's kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. We'll definitely try not to be doing that, but we'll see what happens. I have yeah. a feeling the stainless is going to cost the most. Um, what are you trying to do out of stainless? Like the sissy bar and the exhaust and the exhaust? The sissy bar, the exhaust, the bars. Pretty much anything that I'm making with metal is going to be stainless. Got it. So I might be able to help you out with that. I have some stainless on hand. So we can save it that way. The front end, I'm probably going to be like Six or seven hundred bucks into that. Yep. And then open primary, those are like what, like five now? Yeah. No, not quite five. Oh, wait. Yeah. Open primary. I think you're right. Yeah. It's like five bills. The tank's going to be two, two hundred. Oil bag's going to be two hundred. So the open primary, dude, I can't believe how much. That went up. Yeah. I'm I'm hoping that I'm just gonna find one <laughs> at a swap meet. 
<laughs> or one of my buddies that are listening here, like, oh, I got an extra one right here on the fucking shelf. Highly recommend but, not doing the swap meet one. Why? It because it's just so dicey to find the right teeth, the right sprocket size, the right ratio. You just you're, you're better off with the kit because you know it's all going to mesh together. Yeah. We'll Rhino got mind. super lucky, but remember Rhino saying he bought like three before he bought the one that worked? Yeah. But I think you're right. This one looks like what I bought, and it's now 512, and it used to be 330. Yeah. Yeah, this is yep. the one. Kickstart four speed without the starter gear on the uh, on the clutch hub. Yeah, big bucks. So, yeah, a bunch of expensive shit that I have to fucking buy. So the Fender's probably going to be two two plus. So I'm going to run this fucking Cooper Smith & Co. again because that's literally the only Fender I'll ever run ever again. There you go. So looking at a lot of fucking money here. I'm going to have to start selling crack or something. Have to. Yeah. But it's over time, too, unless you're trying to, well, you, like you said, you're trying to get it done for La Spada, so. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely like to get it done for that. If not, whatever, I still got the fucking stepchild, but we'll see what happens. I just, I'm not going to compromise the build for, to make it to the show, but I'm going to try my damnedest to make it to that show. Yeah, I think that's a good way to do it. Do the most you can, and it helps definitely to have a second bike so that you don't feel right. like you're like missing out, right? And that's why I'm starting. I'm fixing that one first because like, I I want to jump on the shovel so fucking bad and just like get into a build because it's now been two years since I built a bike, so I'm like I need to fucking do that again. I know that sounds like fucking ridiculous. Two years is not a long time, but um, yeah, I'm fucking pumped to start building the shovel so but i just know that if i start that i won't fix the stepchild beforehand and then spring rolls around shovel's not done stepchild's still broken and i don't have a fucking bike yeah can't be having that no no considering i I lost the whole end of my fucking riding season this year so i know that was such a bummer it's like that's when everything just kind of hit all at once. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I got on the shelf so far. A garage update. That's it, really. Not too much more going on in my fucking life. Trying to fucking stay afloat <laughs> through this fucking winter and get back to making some real money in the spring. I hear you, man. Chipping away at stuff. You know, trying to do yep. the same. Chipping away at stuff. Trying to get other people's stuff taken yeah. care of and out of the garage. And then, yep. uh, the toughest part is like through this whole like moving situation, I used a lot of credit card shit. And so now it's like I'm back working now, but it's like now I'm paying those off. You know what I mean? And like, right. I wasn't working for a little bit. So like, I got hit with a couple fucking 
late fees and like all this bullshit. So it's like, I just paid off all my late fees and now I'm finally going back to paying what I actually fucking used. Right. So got to get all that fucking wrapped up before I start spending any money. <laughs> yeah, I can understand that. You got to get all the, all that shit squared away and then fucking dive back in. Yep. Yeah. Then we'll see where it goes from there. Oh, going to be a lot of good stuff that we got to do a big stainless order at some point this winter. Get yeah, everything stainless all shipped out to all of our respective places. Or we just have a big stainless opening party and everybody fucking <laughs> scoop their pieces and we'll take big picture with all the fucking stainless bits. <laughs> fucking stainless winter, dude. I am looking forward to doing that though. Getting everybody's pipes in here and there'll be a lot of fucking exhaust fabs going on. Fucking yeah, this was the first time I've used stainless for anything. You're gonna love it. Yeah, I can't wait. It's just the best metal. <laughs> the best metal for everything, dude. Yeah, it looks really nice. It's like a poor man's chrome, right? Definitely. And it can be just as nice as chrome if you really take the time to polish it. Hundred percent. Right. I think it shines up better than aluminum and aluminum can polish up really nice too, but I just feel like stainless is just that next level. Yeah, I agree. More durable too. It doesn't fucking chip and ding the way aluminum does. But yeah, that's what's going on in the lives. More to come, more shit to tinker with. I'm hoping to get the points squared away this weekend. Um, might even Frenchie might even be swinging by at some point this weekend. So I might get to kick it with him for a little bit, tinker on the bikes a little and yeah, see where it goes. But, but before we close this one down, we got to thank some of the people who make this show possible. First off, we got deadbeat customs out there in Tuxbury, Massachusetts, head over to deadbeatcustoms.com. Check out what they got going on over there and use code LOWLIFE at checkout. Save yourself a couple of bucks. Next, we got Hypnic Jerk Customs out there in Sydney, Australia, crushing the taillight game. Go to hypnicjerkcustoms.com to see what he's got in stock. And if you want a custom order, he is always happy to take care of what you need. Hypnic Jerk Customs on Instagram is the best way to get in touch with him. Next. We got Stay Strong Co. LLC, maker of the dopest hot sauce in the motherfucking game. To get yourself a jar, swing on over to Stay Strong Co. LLC on Instagram and shoot him a message. Next up, we got Steel City Blacksmithing, the homie Josh, crushing it over there. Got his new CNC machine, sent me some videos of stuff that he's been working on. Super stoked for him. Go check him out at Steel City Blacksmithing and get a ticket for that motherfucking raffle to win the Twisted Steel Sporty Beginner's Luck. Awesome bike. Go check that out on his page. Tickets are almost sold out. Next, we got Ray's Hell Motorcycle Co. out there in upstate New York. Ben Daly doing custom work, full builds, full merch line, and more. Check him out at Ray's Hell Motorcycle Co. And then last but not least, 
We got the homie Dan Bliss in Manchester, New Hampshire behind No Luck Paint Works. If you've got something that needs a little bit of paint work, he is your motherfucking guy. Get to him early so that you don't get slammed in the crunch right before summer. Find him on Instagram at No Luck Paintworks. All right, guys. So as we close this one out, I will say winter is here and the weather's getting colder, but batteries are cheap. So throw out your old one. <laughs> Fuck them. That's a, that's a good one. <laughs> you can maintain them or you can just fucking go kick only and just buy cheap fucking batteries. He's <laughs> got a couple nine volts taped to the fucking frame. That's it, dude. I'm going to start buying these things. And if you buy them in a two-pack, dude, it's 18 bucks a battery. You might as well. Then just keep on right in your fucking vest pocket. That's it. <laughs> just fucking anytime you need one, just fucking pop a new magazine in and ready to go. All right, man. What do you got for these people? Take them into their motherfucking Friday. It's Friday, motherfuckers. I got a small garage and a big dream. About to attack this shovel like a motherfucking fiend.